Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of Sports Up. Today on the podcast, we are talking about what's going on with UFC 200, and we are going to wrap up some NBA free agency talk because for the most part, all of the big players have signed now, finally. So it'll probably more likely continue to be, you know, smaller signings and trades and that stuff for the rest of the free agency period. But MJ, why don't you tell us what's been going on with the UFC 200 the last couple days? Okay, so UFC 200 obviously was on pace to be the biggest card in UFC history, especially with the main four bouts. Uh, last night, unless you were living under a rock, uh, it came out that uh, John Bones Jones had tested, had a bad t- drug test to come back, and he is officially out of the main event. Uh, I think they are talking now about a two-year ban. So obviously, he's been in trouble before, and this is a huge, huge loss uh, to a bad, which was going to be an amazing fight card. Uh, I think right. Brock Lesnar and Mark Hunt is now the main event. Then you got the women's championship with Maisha Tate and Amanda Nunez. Then you have the featherweight championship, Jose Aldo and Frankie Edgar. Uh, I think uh, Kane Velasquez and Travis Brown is also on the card, too. It's still going to be a good card. Like, I'm still going to watch it. I'm still anticipating it. But I was really looking forward to the uh, Bones Jones-Cormier fight, especially because, I mean – Bones Jones is arguably one of the most talented fighters in UFC UFC history, and it just seems like he just can't get out of trouble. Now, I, he came out and said today that he didn't test, he didn't take any illegal substances. I mean, that jury's still out on that, but uh, yeah, this looks bad. This, uh, of course, Dana White is really pissed as he should be. Yeah, and I think he did say that Cormier is still going to fight someone. It's just a matter of who right now. Yeah, he's fighting. I mean, it's tough because he's fighting somebody on 48 hours notice. You know right. What I mean? Yeah. So, like, you got to, like, find a game plan for what would be, like, I guess the heavyweight championship fight. So, yeah, this is this is tough. Uh, I, I'm still excited to see Brock get back in there against Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt, I mean, has, especially striking, has some of the hardest hands in fighting. I mean, I think yeah, he's broken a, a guy's jaw once with gloves. So it's going to be interesting to see because they both had to come down and wait to 265. Mark right. Hunt's striking ability versus Brock Lesnar's. He's obviously going to, he's also obviously going to wrestle and try to get him down to the ground and then beat him that way. Uh, the, uh, the women's fight though, uh, that's also going to be pretty good. Uh, I like Amanda Nunez. Uh, she she's won her last two fights. Actually, she's won. Yeah, she's actually won her last three fights. And Misha Tate, of course, with that uh, win in Holly Holm in the final seconds, she she's a good fighter too. It's a toss up from what you know going into it. But yeah, the story is Bones Jones. It's just not it's just terrible. It's just I know <laughs> McGregor came out and said that he would he would jump back into the. Uh, to the card but i mean this, this is a big blow this is yeah yeah and like you mentioned especially you know 48 hours before this is supposed to happen and obviously it really puts dana white in 
a bit of a pinch to find someone who can, you know, fit the weight classifications and be prepared within, you know, two days notice. So it'll be interesting to see how that ultimately plays out. But I know we still have some big NBA free agency news and that'll take up the majority of our time here. So why don't we start with some of the smaller signings and work our way up to the big news that you will likely have quite a few words about. But you told me that Ray Allen is in fact back. Well, he's and... not back. He's not back yet. There, I know there's some talks that right. uh, like he might come back and like. But he's, he's back told... in the mix. Yeah, and yeah. I don't yeah. think a lot of people were expecting that. I know I wasn't because I thought you know he w- he was good with where he ended his career and he was kind of just done, kind of bouncing around to other teams because you know. He's pretty old for a basketball player. Oh, man. I mean, he's 41, but I mean, yeah. if, that's, if the jumper's still working, I mean, you know, look at Gold. I mean, he, I know he was hitting about playing around with Golden State, and I, I that just wouldn't be fair. Uh, Golden State, I know another team in a mix with the Spurs. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, it, it'd be it'd be cool to see him play. You know what I mean? I mean he's got a couple of years off, so he should be rested, but I don't really know if he's really going to give you – like a huge lift. I mean, he'll give you he'll give you shots off the bench. You know what I mean? Right. Like he'll come in and hit like the threes and whatnot. But like it, it'd only be like for spots. Yeah, and I feel like he would be a big liability on defense just because of the fact that you know he's so much older than the rest of these players, and he's typically been known as a spot up shooter for most of his career. Especially you know when he was at Miami, that was kind of his role there. But you mentioned the Spurs, and they are getting Pau Gasol for his little retirement plan, I suppose you could say. And I know he was interested in coming back to the Lakers, and personally, I'm a little bummed that he didn't. But what do you think of Pau, you know, probably coming off the bench for the Spurs? Um, I know that apparently Tim Duncan is flirting around with retirement, so... Right. I think that he'd be a great fit there. I mean, he could defensively maybe a bit of a liability, but offensively he could he could shoot the mid-range jumper. He still moves around great. He still gets up and down the floor. So you could put him – I mean, you could basically put like a big man lineup with him and LaMarcus Aldridge and be good. You could either play them all, both separate, and I think he would fit – he's going to fit in uh, Pop's – Whole system great, I think. They did, They just resigned uh, Manu Ginobili, too. So Right. Yeah, and yesterday the Lakers kind of threw a surprise out at everyone, and they received Jose Calderon and a couple of second-round picks, I believe, in a trade, and they still somehow have Nick Young. I know they've been talking about waiving his contract or, you know, trying to trade him and that sort of thing. So I'm... A bit confused by this because, you know, I mean, they haven't signed Huertas to a contract just yet. And obviously we have D'Angelo Russell at point. Clarkson can play point if you want to. And there have been talks about, you know, maybe Russell Westbrook being traded to the Lakers once the season starts. So to me, it's like that's a lot of point guards for one team. And I mean, Clarkson moving to the two would be perfectly fine, but it makes me wonder if maybe they're just trying to get these pieces to prepare themselves for that Russell Westbrook trade. 
I don't know. I know you're a Thunder fan, so you probably have thoughts on that as well. Well, I don't know if uh, the Thunder are going to be uh, <laughs> taking Jose Calderon for <laughs> for. No, anybody. no, I just mean maybe Lakers want him as a backup for whoever they do trade for Westbrook. Because, yeah, I mean, you know, he's a solid backup option based on who was available in free agency and in trades for point guards right now. I mean, true. I know that uh, there's a certain amount of cap room that you have to use. So with the, yeah, with the Lakers getting Calderon and like some of the signings, like they had to use part of it. Right. Um, right now, I think for next year, well, they just came out and said that the cap is actually not going to go up as much as we thought. Right. Like, I think there's supposed to be 108. It's really going to go up to 102. So it only leaves a little bit more wiggle room. I Calderon will give you something, but if Westbrook gets traded because he's not signing, he's not signing an extension, you know, midseason. It would just, it wouldn't be smart on his part. He'd be taking himself out of money. So right. Sam Presti might have to be forced to trade him just to proactive because you don't want to lose him like you just lost Kevin Durant. The Bulls have, I mean. The Lakers might have pieces. Here's the thing. If you're trading for Russell Westbrook, you might have to give some of those young pieces up. Right. Uh, so I don't know if they – if I were the Lakers, I would just kind of wait and, until he got into free agency and then make a run at him. Because, I mean, listen, he's from, he's from California. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's an appealing market. So, I mean – if he doesn't go back to the Thunder, which right now is so – it's in limbo. I, I really don't know. I can see the Lakers kind of making a run of free agency. I, I don't know. Like, the Lakers won't tank this year because I really think that they have a really good young core. And plus you don't have Kobe hanging over your head. So Kobe's not going to be taking, you know, his usual 40 shots a game. <laughs> right. So, like – They'll play a little bit better. So, like, you'll get a draft pick, you know, this upcoming lottery, and then you get Russell Westbrook. So I think that's the best-case scenario. Yeah, and before we move on to the two bigger signings in free agency, is there anyone else you want to mention? I know the Rockets just got Nene. I think he'll fit in uh, Mike D'Antoni's system. I think he, you know, I think he, he'll fit better than Dwight Howard did. Right. I think that... Oh yeah, Dirk is going back to the Mavs. He signed for two years, forty million. I, wow, I didn't, I didn't know that he was going to play for two more years. That that's that's pretty good. Uh, there's the Al Horford deal. Yeah. With Boston, I like that. You got an All Star. Yeah, you got an All Star guy with those young guys. Good veteran. He'll help them along. I mean, they'll be. I think this puts them at least top four in the East. And you also had. Uh, the Mavs, who, I mean, they couldn't get anybody there, but they gave, but they got Harrison Barnes. You got Harrison Barnes for a mass contract, four years, 90, 93 million. Yeah, and I was hearing Bogut might end up there as well. Yeah, they're trying to, they're going to have to get rid of Bogut to do the KD deal because they they got to get under the cap in order right. to offer him that money. So, Yeah. All right. Well, before we go on to that, KD deal. I know I wanted to mention Dwayne Wade leaving Miami because this, while it's not as big, it's still pretty big because, you know, 
he had been taking less and less money each time he signed a contract with Miami to make the team better. And now he kind of just wanted to get his two years of money that is definitely well-deserved for Wade and Miami just wasn't budging on it, especially with that big white side contract they signed. So Dwayne Wade went to Chicago. What do you think of this move? Well, Miami took him for granted. Uh, <laughs> at first, they gave the white, uh, you know, they got white side to deal. I know you had to do that in order to keep him. Then they were flirting with KD. They were trying to get KD. So right. they built into the, the white side deal that he would maybe give up a little bit money so they can get KD. And then they were like, well, Dwayne, you gave up less money before. So, uh, yeah, maybe we're going to offer you $10 million, which is a slap in the face for Wade because there's never – I don't think there's ever been an instance with the Heat where he's the highest played player. He's always taken less money for the good of the franchise, and they got three championships out of it. Um, I just think that this time, you know, it was just – too much and he's earned it and he got a two-year 47.5 million dollar deal from the bulls out of it i mean he goes home i mean he's playing with jimmy butler and rajon rondo i remember i, I think somebody mentioned that fred hoiberg is about to have a headache because it, people think that they'll be at each other's throats right they're not a particularly good shooting backcourt uh i think they mentioned that like all in combined hit 39 uh, threes and like Steph Curry had hit 43 within the first 14 games. I think that with them, Robin Lopez and a, you know, a combination of Gibson and whoever, the Bulls are going to be a good team. I mean, it's, it's Dwayne Wade. It's just that you got a lot of volume in. You got Jimmy Butler and Dwayne Wade who are going to have to work it out. Rajon Rondo is a assist machine, so they'll get the ball. Uh, do I have them? Challenging the Cavs, I don't know about that. Still think the Cavs are the team to beat in the East, right. especially when you have LeBron. But I mean, this is good. This is this is how you kind of you know I guess pick up the pieces when you trade away a Derrick Rose, right? And Noah left and Gasol as well, so it's like they kind of had to get who they could in free agency to still have some sort of team that can actually compete, you know, because they got rid of three players that were pretty well known in Chicago, even though, you know, Gasol wasn't there all that long. But I think this was the right move for him as a player who's likely going to be retiring after these two years, you know, and I feel like this kind of rolls right into Durant's decision to go to Golden State because, you know, what fans have to realize is that your team that you're a fan of doesn't always have control over whether a player stays or goes. And this is definitely one of those situations where Durant felt like he had to go to a different team for himself. And, you know, a lot of people have been saying Durant was part of the team for, what, eight or nine years, which is more time than most people last at a single job yeah. for, for us normal people. So it's like... Sometimes it's just time to move on and, like, Wade, do something for yourself instead of trying to make it work in a place where it's clearly not working out. Although they did come very close to having it work out. But, you know, with 
Katie and Ross, they started to build a team around them, but it was similar to, you know, some other teams where they just didn't have the bench to really make it to that final level. Here's the thing about Katie, and, you know, I'm a Thunder fan and whatnot. I'm going to continue to be a Thunder fan, by the way. Um, I'm not, I don't, I don't really front run, you know what I mean? But right. people with athletes, uh, people fail to realize that it's also a job to them. I mean, of course, they're doing something that they love. You know, they're playing the game of basketball and whatnot. But ultimately, say if me and you, we work at a job for like eight, like I said, eight years, right? Right. You're doing great, but you're not really hitting the next level. You know what I mean? Like you're not reaching, whether it be salary or something like that, you're not reaching the pinnacle that you want to do. This other job comes along. It There's a bigger promise than that, and you can make – a little bit more money or same amount of money. Of course he would leave. You know what I mean? Like I, I would love, I would have loved for him to come back, but I get it. And, and a lot of the old guys like Charles Barkley, Stephen A. Smith, especially, uh, have been railing on KD because like, Oh, well, why would you join a team that basically eliminates you and blah, blah, blah. But we don't think about the super teams like the Lakers in the 80s, 70s, I mean, of stars actually grouping up to win, to try to win a championship. I think in the Sixers when Dr. J, when Dr. J was playing, Moses Malone got traded there. I mean, they, you know what I mean? Like, of course athletes are going to, it's, I don't know, like the, the past few days and, and everybody kind of, chiming in like oh well i think he's you know a front runner and blah 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 and he should you know he should have just stayed in oklahoma city and, and whatnot fail to realize everything that he's done for oklahoma city he doesn't owe us anything you know what i mean he does he did what was best for him and his family and the narrative that everybody has been hammering is that you need championships you need at least one championship to I guess, cement your legacy. That's what he's doing. He's trying to go get a championship. Yeah, and I mean, when he was drafted, the team was still, you know, the Seattle Supersonics. So it's like, he really doesn't owe Oklahoma anything because that team didn't even exist when he first started playing. And he had no clue when he was drafted that the team would ultimately end up moving there. So it's kind of an interesting thing, especially with a team like that where the situation was he was drafted by the one team and then it moved to a different city. And, you know, I feel like Oklahoma's very lucky that he stayed this long and kind of pushed through, you know, the injuries he had, the injuries Russ had, and still stayed because he did want to make it work. And he kind of came to the point where he's like, okay like what LeBron did he left to go get a ring and he left his hometown or his home state to do that Durant's not leaving you know DC to go do this he's just leaving Oklahoma City because he feels it's time for him to basically go get his and whether or not he ends up returning to Oklahoma who knows because obviously this deal is what two years and only one is guaranteed and the second year is a player option or team option. Yeah. He's got a, he, 
he's probably going to opt out because the cap goes up next year. Here's the problem. Right. Steph Curry's contract comes up next year. You're going to have to pay him. Right. And you're going to have to pay Durant. How are you going to do both? Exactly. Yeah, like, you can go over the cap because, I mean, they could resign Iguodala and they could sign, yeah, sign anybody, their own free agents and go over the cap. And they'll probably have a mid-level exception and whatnot. But he could come back. You know, he could win, he could win one and come back the next year. But I think what factored into this decision, and apparently, you know, when Jerry West called him, I mean, that was kind of that kind of sealed the deal. And I, because Jerry West is probably one of the best, the greatest executives of all time in any sport. Right. You probably talked to Russ, and there's no guarantee that Russ is going to come back. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, what do you do if you're KD? Like. All right, maybe if I sign long term here, I'm not going to have my second greatest player here. There's no guarantee. What am I supposed to do? So we left and went to play Golden State. Even though he went to Golden State, they're the front runners, but there's no guarantee they're going to win a ring. I mean, they still need big men. You know, I know they signed Zaza Pachulic and whatnot, but like, there's no guarantee they're going to win. They, they still have to figure it out, just like the Heat did. There was that figuring right. out period when they first game and they were what eight and nine and everybody was like, "Oh, this isn't gonna work." You see, you see what happened here. Like, there's gonna be a figuring out period. It's not gonna be like they're gonna come in and they're just gonna. Well, it could be, but I mean, they're gonna come in and just light up the lead. They might, but I don't know. It's gonna take a while for them to all figure it out. Yeah, and I mean, Steve Kerr is a really great coach, and I feel like if anyone is going to figure out how to best utilize Kevin Durant in that sort of situation where they already have these great players. He picked the right team to go to that will more than likely be able to figure that out and figure it out relatively quickly. I feel like he's going to lose. I I feel like he's going to miss Luke Walton though. Right. I I feel like, you know, everybody's not really mentioned in that and whatnot, but I feel like he's going to, he's going to miss Luke. I think, I, I think Luke did, more than everybody thought, but you got, but they got Brian Shaw. So yeah, well, I mean, we'll see, but I mean, take it easy on KD, man. Like let him figure it out. And like fans created the narrative. Like you need, if you don't have any, a championship, it, it, you don't, what you've done doesn't matter. So this is him getting it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps it up for today. I'm sure we will be back once the NBA season starts to talk more about the Durant and Golden State situation and see how that goes. But we have Olympics coming up, and I'm sure, MJ, you and I will definitely want to talk about that, especially since that will keep us talking about basketball. Yeah, and hopefully, you know, nobody gets Zika or gets robbed or they got body parts washing up on on the ocean and whatnot. It's a mess. I mean, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, well, we will definitely cover what we can of the Olympics. You know, there's so many sports there. It's very hard to cover all of them, but I know I'll definitely be watching the Michael Phelps comeback. Everyone thought he was done with the Olympics, but he's back again. Hey, uh, I'll be watching uh, Usain Bolt. I mean, I think this, yeah, this is, this is it for him. So yeah. I'm trying to see if he could he could still do it. Yeah. All right. Well, as always, thank you to our listeners, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Peace out.